Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, hello, hello. So happy to be with you on this beautiful day. It's my last day in Greece. Today, I, uh, rather tomorrow, I go to Rome. My first trip to Italy. Uh, The main reason I'm going is to have some time in Assisi. I'm going to do a retreat with St. Francis, (laughs) the spirit of St. Francis. It's my spirit guide, my spirit angel. And... I'm also doing some scouting for a potential Living a Course in Miracles retreat next fall, a year from now. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be announcing very soon the Baja Mexico retreat for February, mid-February, Valentine's Day gift to yourself. So stay tuned for that. And right now, let us tune into our heart. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we're grateful and thankful. We place our hand on our heart to declare that we are wholeheartedly available to remember our true identity and to be the perfect givers and receivers of love that we are intended to be. We are willing to fulfill our holy purpose. We're willing to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. And so we consciously connect and commune right now in this moment with the Holy Spirit, Mother, Father, God, infinite source of love and the all good. We call the name of God, beloved, I am that I am. And we declare that we are not only willing, we are worthy of the all good of God. We're clearing the clutter from our mind. We're recognizing our perfection and our wholeness. We're willing to know our true identity and the true identity of all our brothers and sisters. We're grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited flow of unprecedented love. Yes, so grateful and so thankful to share the love of God, to extend the love of God in every way. Ah, Taking this breath together, we rejoice that love is, God is, life is, and we celebrate our wholeness. In grace and gratitude, we are cleaning out our mind, recognizing our mind is the mind of God. Now is the time of our liberation, and we're saying yes, yes, yes. In gratitude, we let it be. We share the benefits with everyone. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, I do love to pray. And by the way, I'll just mention if you too would like uh, a prayer partner. I have thousands of prayer partners all over the world. You could be one of them. There's no cost. (laughs) And all you have to do is go to jenniferhadley.com and go to the blog page. I call my blog my daily shot of spiritual espresso. I record a new prayer every day and send it out with some email inspiration. So you can subscribe to that. It's totally free for you. If you'd like that daily support. If you're in the U.S., I have a daily prayer line and you can call that phone number. Put it in your speed dial. Many people tell me that they call a number of times a day. Many people tell me that they call first thing in the morning before they even get out of bed. Last thing at night before they go to sleep and uh, so I'll, I'll give you that number it's 760-569-6005 760-569-6005 it's also on the 
blog every day, the Spiritual Espresso every day when it comes in your email. In fact, if you look at it from your phone, you can actually click the phone number in the email from your smartphone and it'll dial it for you and we can pray together or you can always listen to the prayer online. Uh, the majority of people listen to the prayer online. Anyway, if you're someone who likes to pray, you might like to join me in prayer on a daily basis. And all my prayers are for clearing the clutter in the mind, opening the heart to love's presence, experiencing true abundance and the peace of God. So our mind is the mind of God. And so our mind is very holy. And this is what we're willing to recognize. And now we're opening ourselves to that awareness. And it's beautiful. I got directed to, for our show today, Lesson 45. God is the mind with which I think. And I love this. It says, Today's idea holds the key to what your real thoughts are. They are nothing that you think you think, just as nothing that you think you see is related to vision in any way. There is no relationship between what is real and what you think is real. Nothing that you think are your real thoughts resemble your real thoughts in any respect. Nothing that you think you see bears any resemblance to what vision will show you. So let's let's break this down because it's so powerful. I wrote here in the margin a couple years ago, probably quite a few years ago, I wrote, my real thoughts are in my mind. I would like to find them. So nothing that you... The, the, our thought, the thoughts that we think with God are nothing that we think we think. Just as nothing that we think we see is related to vision in any way. So let's open ourselves to the truth that sets us free. Let's open ourselves to an awareness of what our true thoughts are. And how do we do this? So first of all, we recognize that our mind is the mind of God. Our mind is the mind of God. Our true identity is our God self. Now, one of the things I I can tell you is I have been involved in new thought teachings, starting with attending uh, services with Eric Butterworth back in the 80s at Lincoln Center when I lived in Manhattan. That was my introduction to New Thought with Eric Butterworth back in the 80s. And from there, I went to uh, Los Angeles and began taking classes at Agape, became a science of mind practitioner, and then a minister. Uh, And so that's been my path of spiritual teaching primarily is the New Thought teachings. And so, as you probably know, uh, Ernest Holmes is famous for having said, or one of his most famous statements is, change your thinking, change your life. Change your thinking, change your life. And we, we hear that, and we think we know what it means, but we don't actually know what it means, because if we did, we would not try to change our life by working in the world. We would work at the level of the mind. So Course in Miracles tells us all healing is at the level of the mind. So if we'd like to change our life, we're going to do it working at the level of the mind, not at the level of form. And so many people that I encounter, and this used to be me too, work at the level of form, even though they say they know that the thing to do is to change their mind. What I love is in my classes like Finding Freedom and Masterful Living, my year-long class, Finding Freedom, my spiritual boot camp class, people actually decide to practice this. They decide to live it and apply it, and they have profound changes in their life, profound experiences of deep healing, shifting of relationships, 
patterns that they've had for 40, 50 years start to change. And so it's miraculous what happens when people decide to actually work at the level of the mind. I cannot tell you how powerful it is. And it does take willingness because the whole world is tempting us to work at the level of form. And yet it's not productive. It's not helpful. We've seen it over and over again. It's actually a huge distraction. I would say that pretty much anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, anyone who's joining with me right now, already knows that working at the level of form is not productive. But it's a habit. We can learn to work in the invisible in the most profound ways. Nothing that you think are your real thoughts resemble your real real thoughts in any respect. Nothing that you think you see bears any resemblance to what vision will show you. You think with the mind of God. This is lesson 145. Therefore, you share your thoughts with God as God shares his thoughts with you. They are the same thoughts because they are thought by the same mind. So Course in Miracles constantly leading us back to an awareness of the oneness and the unity of all life. Constantly leading us back there. They are the same thoughts because they are the same mind. One of the things I realized many years ago, okay, there's one mind. So if I'm thinking thoughts of negativity, blame, shame, lack, and attack, I'm pouring or dumping pollution into the one mind. It's got to show up somewhere. It's toxicity. It's got to show up somewhere. So imagine this. Imagine that in your life, in the physical reality of your life, you had one source of water. Just imagine that in your life you had one source of water. And that source of water is the one that you were drinking from. And so it's very, very precious to you because it's the source of your life. Who can live without water? You require water as a human being. Without water, You can't survive. So imagine that you have one source of water, and let's just say it's a flowing river. And that one source of water is something that you decide to dump toxic waste into. And that toxic waste can be your thoughts of blame and shame and regret and resentment and hurt and fear and doubt and worry and upset, all of that, you're dumping into that one place where you're getting your water from. This is what it really means to me when I am dumping toxic thoughts into the one mind, the one source, the one river. So, Do you wish to drink from the river that you're dropping toxicity into? Is that your plan for living a good life? That you are going to somehow be nourished, supported, and sustained by the one mind, and you're giving yourself permission to make it a toxic waste dump. You can see how if you think about it that way, it changes your perspective. Because one of the things about ego blindness and sleepwalking in this experience of the illusion is it's very easy for us to convince ourselves, 
oh, this little toxic thought, it's not going to have much impact. And this one and this one, well, imagine that you have a pristine, perfect, crystal clear glass of water. And you decide you're going to just drop one drop of poison into it. You might still be willing to drink that water if you were thirsty. But then if you're going to be dropping in a negative thought, a toxic thought, every minute, every hour, at what point will you start to feel deeply and completely poisoned by that water? God is the mind with which I think. Let me not pour toxicity into the one mind. Let me value that one mind. Let me, instead of pouring toxicity into the one mind, let me recognize, oh, you know what? If I take a different approach, this mind of God could be a constant source of my nourishment, a constant supply of the all good, if I don't pollute it, I can experience that instead. Now it says here, you think with the mind of God, lesson 45, therefore you share your thoughts with God as God shares his thoughts with you. They are the same thoughts because they are thought by the same mind. Our mind is the mind of God. To share is to make a like or to make one. So we're one with God. Nor do the thoughts you think with the mind of God leave your mind because thoughts do not leave their source. All right? So there's no way to leave the mind of God and our thoughts do not leave the mind of God. Therefore, your thoughts are in the mind of God as you are in the mind of God. They are in your mind as well, where God is. God is in our mind. God is the mind with which I think. As you are part of God's mind, so are your thoughts part of God's mind. Where then are your real thoughts? Today we will attempt to reach them. We will have to look for them in your mind Because that is where they are. So you see, gently, Jesus is leading us here in this lesson to recognize our mind is the mind of God. We're one with the mind of God. We are in the mind of God. This is where we truly reside. This is where our real life is. Therefore, our real thoughts, the thoughts we think with God, are still here in our mind. God has not left the building, nor have we. We're still in the mind of God, still able to access the thoughts of God. And I love this. This is so beautiful here. They must still be there in your mind because they cannot have left their source. Mm-hmm. What is thought by the mind of God is eternal, being part of creation. Yes. So we're going to go deeper into this and use this as a springboard. Absolutely beautiful motivation to clear the clutter in our mind to have clarity, to cultivate that pristine awareness of the truth so that we are recognizing we're already free. We are already free. And we can surrender the toxic thoughts of belief that there's something wrong with us, we're bad, we don't know, we're in lack and limitation. I'm Jennifer Hadley and... You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio.
where we're walking the talk and living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're talking about this week, we're talking about clearing the clutter from our mind. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and go- lesson 45, God is the mind with which I think. So it says here in paragraph four, we will deny the world in favor of truth. We will not let the thoughts of the world hold us back. We will not let the beliefs of the world tell us that what God would have us do is impossible. Instead, we will try to recognize that only what God would have us do is possible. We will also try to understand that only what God would have us do is what we want to do. And we will also try to remember that we cannot fail in doing what God would have us do. There is every reason to feel confident that we will succeed today. It is the will of God. So if you were able to allow yourself to recognize that what you want to do is the will of God and that you are fully empowered to do the will of God and that the will of God can be done through you, or would you be willing? Or would you rather align with the ego and think the ego thoughts, think the thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. So in considering the power of our thoughts and the thoughts that we think with the mind of God versus the thoughts that we think with the ego, I'd like to uh, put something before you. So many people, many spiritual students are familiar with or have read Michael Talbot's excellent book, The Holographic Universe. And I do recommend it if you've never read it, Michael Talbot's The Holographic Universe. And A Course in Miracles is said to be a holographic teaching. You may have heard that before. So what does that mean? Well, if you understand any part of A Course in Miracles, then you understand the whole thing. Because the whole thing is represented in every part of it. That's what holographic means. So we live in a holographic universe. All is one. So the whole of the universe is contained in every part of it because there's no way to separate any part of it out. So in holographic universe, Michael Talbot uh, has a story in there. I read it a long time ago, but the story is... Uh, about a, an experience of hypnosis where there was a man who, I believe he was sick in bed, and uh, they brought in a hypnotist to hypnotize him to demonstrate the power of the mind. And there were uh, was a small group of people in the room there to witness this. And... The hypnotist gave the man the suggestion that his daughter, who was standing right there beside him, would be invisible to him when he woke up. That she would be completely invisible to him for 30 minutes. So the man takes him out of the doctor, take, or the hypnotist takes him out of hypnosis. And indeed, the daughter is standing right there in front of him. He cannot see her, does not see her in the room at all. Although the other handful of people who are in the room clearly can see her. She's right there. She's not invisible to anybody who hasn't been hypnotized. 
And then the hypnotist takes a watch and he uh, holds it in his hand so that nobody can see what it is. And he holds the watch in the small of the daughter's back, the girl's back, so that nobody can see what it is that he's got concealed in his hand. But he holds it in such a way that the watch, uh, the back of the watch is facing the man who believes the daughter to be invisible. And the hypnotist says to the man, can you see what I hold up in my hand? And the man says, yes, it's a watch. Now, nobody else could see it because it was hidden behind the girl. But this man who's been hypnotized does not see the girl. She is invisible to him and he can see right through her with x-ray vision because he does not see her at all. So he can see the watch. And the hypnotist says, can you read the inscription on the watch? And the man could indeed read the inscription accurately on the watch. And again, nobody else in the room could see the watch because it was behind the girl and hidden by the girl. But the man who thought she was invisible could see it plain as day. So what does that tell you about the power of the mind? Well, first of all, doesn't it tell you that we do not see with the body's eyes? This is... what lesson 45 is saying to us here. God is the mind with which I think. Today's idea holds the key to your real, what your real thoughts are. They are nothing that you think you think, just as nothing that you think you see is related to vision in any way. There is no relationship between what is real and what you think is real. So, we do not see with the body's eyes, because if we saw with the body's eyes, that man would have seen the girl standing in front of him. But we don't see with the body's eyes, we see with the mind. We perceive with the mind, and perception is projection. So what we think we see, with our physical eyes, what we perceive is what we believe. This man believed that she was invisible. Therefore, she was invisible to him and he could see right through her body. It's a documented experiment. And of course, there have been many more, many more. So, Consider this. What is it that you see in your life to be true about you? That you have all kinds of proof of, but is not true. But you perceive it to be true because you believe it to be true. Perception is projection. What about dumping it all, getting rid of it all, just offering it to the Holy Spirit and say, God is the mind with which I think. My real thoughts are in my mind. I would like to find them. That's the affirmation that Jesus gives us to repeat with Lesson 45. And it says, again, we will try to understand that only what God would have us do is what we want to do. And what we will also try to remember is that we cannot fail in doing what God would have us do. There is every reason to feel confident that we will succeed today. It is the will of God. So, if you're seeing something on the screen of life, challenge yourself. Are you seeing it because you believe it? 
How do you know it's really there? Think about one place in your life where you feel unhappy, miserable, ashamed, put upon, resentful, afraid, jealous, guilty, some negative emotion that feels really, really strong to you. And just be willing to look at the circumstances of your life that seem to be triggering these emotions. Consider that for a moment here. The area of your life where you're feeling upset and the circumstances seem to be Producing your emotions, triggering your emotions. Consider what are your thoughts about this situation? What is it that you habitually, continuously think? If the thoughts are not bringing you peace and harmony and joy, freedom, abundance, clarity, wholeness, then they're not true. My real thoughts are in my mind. I would like to find them. Try to go past all the unreal thoughts that cover the truth in your mind and reach to the eternal. Under all the senseless thoughts and mad ideas with which you have cluttered up your mind are the thoughts that you thought with God in the beginning. I love that. Under all the senseless thoughts and mad ideas with which you've cluttered up your mind are the thoughts that you thought with God in the beginning. So remember, we are in the mind of God. We are the mind of God. Our mind is the mind of God. We are one with God. So in the beginning, we knew we were one with God. In the beginning, we knew we were eternal. In the beginning, We knew we were on a holy mission to bring forth divine perfection, wholeness, wisdom, new patterns of perfection. And we instead began to use our free will to think the thoughts of lack and attack. And then that generated negative karma. And we got into a loop that we really got stuck in. We forgot to laugh at our projections. We took this world seriously and we made it real. However, Jesus calls it a meaningless journey. However, in truth, we're still perfect, whole, and complete in the mind of God, undamaged, unbroken, unhurt. And our experience in this world is just a tool for our learning and teaching, no matter what. It's like if you play a video game, and in the video game you die again and again and again. You get blown up again and again and again. You fall into the fire. You fall down the hole. Whatever it is, again and again and again. Unless you're totally identified with the character in the video game, you wouldn't become afraid or worried or tortured or in pain because you recognize it's just an illusion. And we're coming back into that awareness in our mind. And we, the students of A Course in Miracles, are really, this is our destiny is to really help all humanity recognize this truth, that we are eternal. Try to go past all the unreal thoughts that cover the truth in your mind and reach to the eternal. 
all under all the senseless thoughts and mad ideas with which you have cluttered up your mind are the thoughts that you thought with God in the beginning. They are there in your mind now, completely unchanged. They will always be in your mind exactly as they always were. Everything you have thought since then will change, but the foundation on which it rests is wholly changeless. So we can go back to the beginning, and it is our willingness that is all that is required. In fact, it's guaranteed that we all are going back to the beginning. And the light workers of this world are on a holy mission to extend, to share this mind of God consciously, and to clean up our own mind, our own thoughts, to think only the thoughts that we think with God in order to extend and to share the love and the healing with our brothers and sisters. So we accept the atonement for ourselves. We accept that this world is a projection of our minds. It's an illusion and that our true reality is still perfect, whole, and complete. And so are we because all that we are is God. So the foundation on which everything rests is wholly changeless, and so are we. It is this foundation toward which the exercises for today are directed. Lesson 45. Here is your mind joined with the mind of God. Here are your thoughts, one with God's. For this kind of practice, only one thing is necessary. Approach it as you would an altar dedicated in heaven to God the Father and to God the Son. So let us declare and decide that we are, from this moment forward, treating our mind like the altar of God that it is designed to be. And let us only place on the holy altar of God the thoughts that extend love and patience, and kindness, and generosity. Let us willingly go back to the beginning and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting of clearing out all the accumulated rubbish, the trash, so that we can clearly, powerfully, beautifully think the thoughts we think with God. Our real mind My real thoughts are in my mind. I would like to find them. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, 
with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Hey there, we're back, and we are clearing out the clutter from our mind, recognizing that our mind is the mind of God. God is the mind with which I think lesson 45. And one of the ways that I have found it helpful to think about this and to think about the time that we're living in right now. So I don't know about you, but what I have noticed for the last uh, 12 or more year, 14 years, uh, is that there are what would seem to be a series of gateways opening. And it is, for me, my personal experience is that it is more and more light pouring into my awareness. And it does feel that I have ever-increasing clarity. And it's getting stronger and stronger. I'm experiencing waking up. And it's very, very noticeable to me. And I have to say that 12, 14 years ago, I didn't really believe that it was possible for me to wake up, to attain enlightenment in this world. Because I really thought, I'm just... I'm not dedicated enough. I'm not consistent enough. I'm not loving enough. I'm too judgmental. But I decided to commit myself wholly to it, to the very best of my ability. And I have been amazed at how much clutter I've been able to clear and how much clarity I now have. I still am going through clearing, believe me, uh, but it is so much easier than it's ever been. In fact, it's, it's not very difficult at all anymore, and it is very happy-making. And so one of the ways that I've come to perceive it is this, uh, because I see many people, I experience many people, uh, I have thousands of people in my classes, so I connect with a lot of people, and many people have been telling me that old ancient patterns that they thought were done are coming back to haunt them. They're coming back to torture them, or so the perception is. But what really is happening is more light is shining into our awareness than ever before, particularly since the uh, 2012 finish of the Mayan calendar there. Things have really opened up. And so people are, with this additional light pouring into our minds, we're able to see or perceive more clearly the clutter, the trash, the patterns that do not serve us anymore. And so think about it this way. Think about what if you had a garage, right? And instead of putting your cars in the garage, you put all the things that you didn't want to look at anymore. All the things that upset you and bothered you, confused you, frightened you, everything that distressed you, you put into this closet, rather this garage. And for many, many years, you just kept putting more stuff in there, more stuff in there, more stuff in there. And you didn't open the garage and go look around every time you added something new. No, you just opened the door, threw that stuff in there. Here's some more stuff I don't want to look at. Here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. Well, now, in the time that we're living in, it's like the roof has been taken off that garage. The doors are flung open and now the light is pouring in and the opportunity for us 
is to look at all this stuff that we've collected. You can call it negative karma. You can call it belief systems. You can call it whatever you like. But it is all the ego attachments, the cravings, the jealousies, the hurts, the unforgiveness, the shame, the blame, the regrets, the resentment, and everything that is the byproduct of an unhealed mind. All those thoughts and belief systems piled up in there, piles and piles of garbage and trash that we've been harboring for a very long time. And so there are some choices available to us. So the old-fashioned method would be to take each thing out of the garage, one by one, look at it, remember it, recognize it, to consciously say, hmm, what is this? Where did it come from? How did I get it? Who gave it to me? How long have I had it? What does it mean to me? What is the flavor of it? How did it get built? Etc., etc., etc. All these things, looking at them again and again and again in detail. Now, that's what the ego likes to do before it clears out the clutter. Likes to look at it and decide all these details to label it, to organize it. Why? Well, largely because the ego is making the meaning of things and blaming things and assigning guilt. So that's why the ego wants to look at it in detail, take it out. Now, to our spirit, we know that doing that work of that kind of examination, that kind of investigation, leading to blame, accusation, and guilt, is just going to make us feel worse. So why would we ever want to do that? No, that's why we leave that stuff in the dark garage and we don't open the door, we don't turn on the light, we don't look at it because we don't want to feel guilty anymore or ashamed anymore. And we know that going into blame is just going to create more negative karma for us to deal with. So let's just ignore all that stuff. Forget about it. And if it comes up into my mind, let me have a cocktail. Let me have a cigarette. Let me have sex with someone. Let me do something to block the thought of any of that history. Now, some people, of course, they love to sit there and look at the history and go over it the way you might run your tongue over a sore tooth again and again. Does it still hurt? Yes, it does hurt. Is it getting worse? Oh, it is getting worse, right? We've all had that experience. So there's different approaches. What I realized that I was interested in was the spiritual approach. That's why I became a science of mind practitioner. That's why I became a science of mind minister. It was because I realized that through a spiritual approach, I did not have to clean out the garage by opening every box and every envelope and examining everything, generating more guilt, more shame, more blame, more negative karma. I realized that through spiritual practice, willingness, prayer, working at the level of the mind, I could make a holy offering of all those patterns of dysfunction. No matter how dysfunctional it was, I could work at the level of the mind for the healing by calling upon the higher Holy Spirit self to do the heavy lifting. For those who are willing, it works. My real thoughts are in my mind. I'd like to find them. So everything in the garage, take it. I don't need it. What do I need it for? It made me miserable. I made myself miserable clinging to these things. I do not need them anymore. Take it all. However, if you're identified with being a victim, with being the one who was hurt, if you're identified in any way with the one being the one who is sick or poor or 
put upon or betrayed or hurt in any way, if that's part of your identity, are you going to want to give your identity to the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting? You might not. You might want to cling to it. So let's try to go past all the unreal thoughts that cover the truth in our mind and reach to the eternal. Under all the senseless thoughts and mad ideas with which you have cluttered up your mind are the thoughts that you thought with God in the beginning. They are there in your mind now, completely unchanged. They will always be in your mind exactly as they always were. Everything you have thought since then will change, but the foundation on which it rests is wholly changeless. So just before I close out here, I'd like to let you know that the Living a Course of Miracles series is over. It was awesome. I've had so many emails from people who said it was awesome and what they, they heard has helped them so much in their changing their life, uh, opening their hearts and minds with it. It's beautiful. And... I am uh, doing a bonus class this Saturday on inspiration, intuition, accepting and activating divine guidance. That class, uh, you can read about it at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Uh, you can still register for uh, the membership of the class, and uh, you can still purchase a whole series of classes. So if that interests you at all, I invite you to check out livingacourseofmiracles.com. Right now, it's time for us to pray. I invite you to place your hand on your heart with me as we declare that we are willing to find our real thoughts in the mind of God. We are willing to know the truth that sets us free. We are willing to reach the kingdom of heaven by thinking the thoughts we think with God. We are grateful and thankful to know that our true nature is eternally whole, perfect, and complete. And we share the benefits of our healing and expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace, in gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. I love you.